0: This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Whoa, there is a lot happening this time of year. So much. We've got Halloween in a few days. The seasons are, we're, we're feeling, we're feeling the change and And here in Canada, it kind of goes summer, kind of right into winter, Uh, or at least I feel that. And that's what I think. And then there's also this dreaded time change. Why are we still doing this? That's what I want to know. And it wreaks havoc on our lives, especially for those of us that have children. And so you know who I have with me. I've got my girlfriend, Alana McGinn, CEO and sleep consultant at Goodnight Sleep Site um, and the host of this Girl Loves Sleep podcast.
1: Alana, how are you? Hello, Pina. This is a crazy time of year. It was, we get a double whammy with Halloween and time change for parents. Right? Like, Always.
0: Yeah. Halloween, time change. Um, people are getting sick and that's going to affect our sleep. Then before we know what the holidays are around the corner and kids' schedules are like out the window and I don't know how to stay on track. I don't know how we're going to get through this next little bit. We always manage, but let's get real. It helps when we have some tips and advice from you.
1: There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for.
0: And uh, I don't know, where do we start? Do we start with with Halloween, which is in a few days? I guess we should go in order. Yeah, let's start
1: with Halloween. Okay, so
0: Halloween is just a few days away, and it's in the middle of the week.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Like, you know, I wish we could just pick a day, like a Friday night. Like, why can't we do that? I say that every year. Right? That's exactly what I was just going to say. Why can't we just say... It's going to be the Friday or it's
0: going to be the Saturday. And this way there's no school the next day or, or schools. I don't know, like schedule a PA day the next day or something. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, mean, I don't know.
1: I mean, it's hard for the kids to do a, li- Here's the thing. it's a fun night. So, you know, yeah. my advice always on Halloween is have fun and don't worry too much about it. But, you know, we often think about the kids, it's a late night, then they have to, you know, they're eating all the sugar, then they got to get up early for school. But you know what, as a parent, it's also, it's hard for us too. It's a late night for us. And like, we have to work the next day. We have to get up early enough for work. But the beauty about Halloween is is one night, right? So yeah. try not to stress for the, my parents of littles that are, that are listening, the parents of littles, try not to stress about it too much. Um... For those that aren't in school and have the option of having a daytime nap, this is, you know, October 31st is the day of naps. You want them to have that nap going into the night because no matter what it's going to be, even if you end trick or treating early, you somehow get them down to bed (laughs) at bedtime, like you hit all the things. And if you do good on you. Um, it's still it's still an exciting night, you know. There's still a lot going on, so getting in that daytime sleep and the days moving, you know, we can do it. A couple of days is Halloween Tuesday night or Wednesday night. It's coming up. It's one of these nights, right? So you have a couple of days before Halloween um, to make sure that they're napped well every day to kind of bank in that sleep. So that would be my one recommendation for my really little ones. Um, coupled with an earlier bedtime on the non Halloween nights leading up to Halloween. Um, for my older kids who are in, this is the fun, this is the fun. yeah, who can't necessarily (laughs) nap. You can focus at least on that earlier bedtime, which is important. So focusing on that earlier bedtime, getting them down to bed, you know, on the 29th, 30th, that type of thing. Um, yeah. And then I know there's so much. And then it's like. You know, it's not only
0: it's not only going trick or treating and like that later bedtime, but they're all hyped up. Like it's just the yeah. energy. You know what I mean? They're with their friends. They're having a good time. So like it's like they're wired. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, but I, I want to eat some treats. And then you're like, eh, sugar. like, and I don't know how it is. Like, I know that some parents, their kids are not phased by sugar, but I can tell you. The other night, for example, the kids asked me for ice cream after dinner, and I thought, you know what? We're having dinner super early tonight. Like, we were done by 5.30 because of our extracurricular activities. We have to be done early. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? It's early enough. Like, 5.30. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give them a little bit. And I mean, like, a little bit. It was a disaster come bedtime. (laughs) Like, so my kids and sugar, it doesn't work at all. Like, I need to cut it off by like, you know, um, maybe like 334 o'clock the latest if I don't want it to affect their bedtime. So parents, we need to think about that, too. You know, like if if you don't want a rough night and you want them to get a good
1: night's sleep, watch that sugar intake because they're already on a high. (laughs) I know. I mean, but here's the thing, like, if it's not all the time, then I, I like I I practice by not sweating the small stuff, you know what I mean? So, you know, one night of sugar and it amps your kids up. And maybe that means a rougher bedtime. Maybe that even me- means a bad night of sleep. As long as you're not doing it on a week on a daily basis on a weekly yeah. basis, like I don't think it's that big a deal, right? So okay, you gave your kids ice cream one night, And they had, they enjoyed that ice cream. You had that moment with them. You know what I mean? Don't, don't worry about it. Same with Halloween. Like, you know, you're going to, your kids are going to eat some candy that night. They're going to have that sugar. Not again, coupled with that, they're going to be just the, the overall excitement of the night. Even again, even if you're able to hit that bedtime or close to it, they're probably going to have a hard time falling asleep because there's going to be that wind down. Right. So yeah. This is where at Good Night Sleep Site we really practice that 80-20 rule where 80% of the time stick to the norm as best you can on most days, meaning consistent environment, consistent sleep schedule and patterns, um, consistent bedtime routine, consistent activities, uh, you know, during that bedtime routine. Um, and then 20% of the time life happens. You're gonna give yeah. your kid ice cream, there's gonna be Halloween, you're whatever, naps are gonna be missed, bedtimes are gonna be a bit later not a big deal, not the end of the world. So yeah, we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace is what you're saying. Totally. Like we have so many battles as parents and so many decisions as parents and so many, so much guilt as parents, like don't let a night of ice cream or Halloween night guilt you into thinking you should be doing something differently. Enjoy, enjoy the ice cream moment and enjoy Halloween. Okay. I love that. I love that. Now I have another question. Yeah. So we want them to get their sleep in,
0: right? So maybe they're going to bed a little bit later. Maybe they're a little bit wired. So even though you're putting them in bed, they're not falling asleep that quickly, right? As they would normally because of the Halloween excitement and the sugar, right? Mm -hmm. So do we wake them up at their regular time or do we make a little exception to the rule, let them sleep in and drop them off at school a little later since Halloween falls on a Tuesday it's in the middle of the week
1: so you're right right like I don't know what do we do yeah you're asking the wrong person because I am that parent that will like pick up a little early or drop off a little late if the kid needs it like or give a mental day if the kid needs it um I am that parent like I'm talking to the wrong parent when I you know what I mean like yeah 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 so I mean so to answer your question listen if you feel your kid needs that I'm all for it don't get into that habit obviously um, but it's ex- again exceptions to the rules. If you think your kid can use a little bit of a sleep in, and that means maybe missing first period or going to bed a little bit or going to school a little bit later that morning, I don't think it's that big a deal. Cons- listen, consistency in sleep patterns is is important, meaning consistent bedtimes and wake times are important. But again, 80% of the time, 20% of the time, life happens so um yeah I mean listen there's some parents that are like nope too bad you're getting up school this is the time you're going to school and fair enough so it depends I think it just it depends on what kind of parent you are if you're okay Okay. with it I say go for it if you're not you know make sure they go to bed the next night as early as you can yes okay I
0: like that and you know what it's like you said there you're the kind of parent that if they need a mental health day you'll give it. If they need to be dropped off a little bit later or picked up a little bit sooner, you'll you'll do that. And ultimately, it comes down to us knowing our kids and working with them on what works best for like the whole family here. Right. So, um, yeah. And what works for one, I always say does not work for everyone else. So you got to do you. So, okay. So I think, I think we've got, I think we've got some, some Halloween tips and, you know, tricks up our sleeve and we're, we're going to be ready. Okay. So, so parents we've given you like two solid days here, right? It's Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. you know, You, you got, you got some time. Um, but, I think the fact that Halloween is this week and then Saturday going into Sunday is the big dreadful time change, right? Like getting them to bed earlier, I think, is also going to prep them for this time change, right? And this is the one I hate the most. Alana, I hate this This one. Why do we still do it?
1: This is the good time change. We'll talk about that. This is the good time change. (laughs) It is. I promise. You know why I don't like it? Because it gets darker quicker. I know. And I, I need my sunlight. I, I hear you. I'm the same way. But this is the one where we gain an hour of sleep. We don't lose it. The spring one hits us harder. Wait, hold on a sec. Let's get real.
0: Alana, as a parent, we're not gaining squat.
1: <laughs> okay?
0: We're, yeah. And then we don't lose squat. Because it, it is what it is and then the kids are a disaster all the time I don't know why like or I do know why but it's just like stop you know uh okay hold on now I'm all amped up we're gonna take a break okay and we're gonna be back I'm gonna calm down a little bit and then we're gonna talk about this time change which is like yeah most horrible time of year for me along with back to school and some other things (laughs) (laughs) parenting show right here on 640 Toronto you're listening to the parenting show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca Toronto's news today's talk 640 Toronto welcome back this is the parenting show on 640 Toronto I'm your host Pina Crispo chicmama.ca and we're talking all things sleep with my girl, Lana McGinn of Good Night Sleep Site, the CEO, sleep consultant, sleep guru. You're like a sleep princess. Do you have oh. a woman, Delana, that you just wave around? And, I love it. I prefer
1: queen, but that's okay. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Screw the princess. You're the queen. Thank you. Thank kingdom.
0: you. Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alana, okay. I had a second to breathe over the break. But I hate this. I hate the time change. I don't know why we're still doing it. Like, are we not trying to get someone on board here and then
1: we're going to stop this business? Well, there is talks. There is talks about passing laws, about removing it completely. Um, You know, we have yet to see it happen. But like I was telling you, this is the good one. You have a good point. It's never good for parents. Um, but technically, this is the one where we do gain an hour. So in terms of our overall health and wellness for sleep, this mm-hmm. is the one where uh, it works in our favor. Spring hits us harder. And there's actually studies that um, are done after the springtime change that show that we see an increase in car accidents and workplace accidents. In attacks, um, because that loss of hour that we get in the spring really affects our overall health because in all honesty we are as you kind of mentioned a, a, we are a sleep deprived society so gaining mm-hmm. that extra hour even if as parents sometimes that doesn't happen i mean my kids are a bit older so you know i i, I embrace this time change because they don't get up at the crack of dawn anymore um it, it's it's not as bad a, a one but where it gets tricky is the timing with halloween so and it always mm-hmm. falls i mean thankfully we have a few days between um, cause sometimes it's like, I remember one year, I think it was Halloween was on a Saturday and then the time change was on the Sunday and that was like disasters. Yeah, um, so we have a couple of days to prep after Halloween, um, for this time change. Okay. So
0: we do have a few days to prep. We do. Let's start from the beginning. Okay.
1: Let's do it. Okay. So. Step one <laughs> it goes against everything that I just <laughs> talked about for Halloween, because I said, you know, the next day after Halloween, really focus on getting them down to bed earlier to make up perhaps for that lost sleep of Halloween night. But there's two ways that we can prep our littles for the time change. One, the one I always practice at my home, the one I always encourage my clients to do is the rip- the bandaid approach and just get them on the new routine. The clocks change Saturday night, wake them up um, or get them out of bed at the new clock time, it takes about a week for all of us to adjust to the new time. So it's going to take our kids, it's going to take ourselves no matter what age they are to adjust to that really whichever approach you take, it's going to take about a week for us to adjust. So you can't kind of rip the band aid, not do any prep and just get them on the new routine and get them adjusted. It's like when you go away and there's a time change, right? We get adjusted to the new time. Same thing. The other way that we can do it and a way that might work better for those kiddos that are more sleep sensitive. These are my kids who are um, really kind of uh, sensitive to the routine. Like if you miss a nap, they're bears. If they go to bed at night late, they're bears. Like if they wake up super early, they're bears. They really need to be consistent with that routine. We want to start putting them to bed. And typically you would start it you know, Wednesday or Thursday, this is why it's kind of hard with the Halloween. We want to start putting them to bed 15 minutes later each night. So I know I'm saying you put them to bed earlier to make up for that Halloween. Well, if Thank you, you want them for the time change, we kind of have to go 50 minutes later each day so that by the time the clock shift, um, by the time we fall back, they're already adjusted to that new time. Um, you can start it Thursday. That gives you a couple nights to do it. Not only shifting their bedtime but also shifting their nap time also shifting their wake time in the morning so this would work well to wake up your kids a little bit later at bedtime or in the morning to get them off to school the morning after um Halloween
0: Halloween.
1: um shifting meal times like shifting their entire routine 15 minutes later each day so that by the time the clocks do shift we're already adjusted to the new time
0: that's okay yeah that's that's doable if we do it in like fifteen minute like little increments. Yeah, I think that that's doable. Like, so you would advise against just like not doing
1: anything. Well, no, <laughs> no and this is where I said in the beginning, like the band aid. That's yeah. like the peanut method. That's just like. That's the Atlanta method, too. I mean, I always just get us on the new routine. Um, and, you know, it's, it depends on the parent, right? Some parents like the slow adjustment. Some kids really need that slow adjustment, again, especially if they're more sleep sensitive than others, um, whereas some kids are like, I don't want to do the work. I'm just getting them on the new routine. That's me. Um, so just you can just get them on the new routine, which means but I mean, getting them on the new routine, but still being conscious of their of their sleep so especially for the littles right like focusing on making sure they're being napped well leading up focusing on making sure that bedtime isn't kind of inconsistent and all over the place leading up right so here's the thing whenever we go through any kind of transition whether it's time change travel starting school starting daycare any kind of major transition in a child's life they always get through that transition easier when they're well rested So even if you're going to take the approach of I'm not doing anything, I'm ripping the bandaid, I'm just going to get them on the new time, get them on the new time as well rested as possible because they'll transition a lot easier that way. So you don't have to do the 15, 15, 15 every day, but still, you know, focus on napping well, good bedtime, sleeping through the night, all of those things um, so that it's easier for them to get through that transition.
0: I think that's really it's really important and and sleep is one of the the key pillars right Alana so it's like we really yeah. need it we need it to function and function properly and and our kids need it more uh like more so than us like we all yeah. need it don't get me wrong but they're going to school and how yeah. are they going to like absorb and retain any information that is thrown at them if they are not well rested and getting a good night's sleep so
1: yeah you know what
0: we are we're giving you you just gave me the heads up so there's like no excuse i gotta get on it this time and i gotta you know do my best because my kids are crazy affected by sleep where i know other friends their kids are much younger and they go to bed like 10 10 30 and here i am like 8 30 i'm like chop chop we should be in bed by now you know and I'm talking about my kids who are like 12 10 and 8
1: yeah it's you a know? family right like I mean listen you know me I mean I'm an early bedtime pusher for sure um my kids are older I have a 16 year old and two 12 year olds so they're now going to bed later than I am like that's 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 the ne- next transition for a lot of you know tween parents you're going to get there very soon yeah so you know it's It depends on the parent though, but if you can, like any interview I do, any, any conversation I have with a parent, anything I do, I always say, if you can walk away with anything, walk away with the tip of an earlier bedtime, like an early bedtime can eliminate so many sleep issues. It can eliminate night wakings. It can eliminate bedtime battles. It can mean a more calming and peaceful bedtime routine. Um, I'm currently working with a family now of a nine month old who hated bath time was just a bear in <laughs> bath time. Um, but the thing is, is that is because bedtime was way too late. So by the time they were incorporating the bath time, baby was super overtired. So once we shifted everything early, suddenly bedtime routine is amazing. And bath time is amazing. And baby is calmer and more peaceful during bath time. So early bedtime for the win, always, like always, 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 yeah and that goes for us too as parents oh, right you know, yeah
0: it's like we gotta i gotta we've been saying this for years alana knows alana yeah. how's my sleep i know well i mean we gotta talk about that <laughs> <laughs> you know what we'll talk about it during the break right alana right, you guys don't you. go anywhere because we'll be back with more this is the parenting show right here on 640 toronto Welcome back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk,
1: 640 Toronto.
0: It is Sunday night and you are tuned into the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca. We are talking all things sleep with the amazing Alana McGinn, CEO and sleep consultant at Goodnight Sleep Site and the host of this Girl Loves Sleep podcast. We have Halloween coming up in two days and we spoke about that. We've got the time change happening Saturday into Sunday, Alana. And we've been talking about that and just the importance of sleep and how to get ready and the kids ready. But there's also us. And like I mentioned earlier on, I'm like, time change, no time change. Like, does it really make a difference for us? You know, I've been I've been a little bit better and I've been falling asleep a little bit earlier, which is a big thing. Alana, you know that that's a big thing
1: for me. That is a big thing for you. I love it.
0: You know, so so I've been I've been trying. But one thing that I also notice is that no matter what time I go to bed, because um, last weekend I was away and decided that I was going to go to sleep at 530 in the morning. But that's okay to do it right now. And then. It is. It is. But yeah, it's okay. And then I was thinking, you know what? And then I'm going to sleep in. But I have this horrible thing called an internal alarm clock that gets me up no matter what. Like I could have easily slept in till... before I had to go on, uh, Toronto this weekend, our weekend morning show where I do a live segment every Sunday, 9. am guys. Um, but I, I was like, okay, at least I can sleep until 8.45 before I've got to go on the air. But no, I was up at seven something because of this internal
1: alarm clock. I know we all have it. It's our, it's our biological alarm clock. I mean, listen, it happens to me too. Every time. Um, and you know our body just knows when to naturally wake up so you know here's the thing with this time change what i always tell people who can do it and again i know we can go back and say parents don't really get the benefits of the extra hour but there is a myth in that extra hour Because here's what happens. Even if you know you can sleep in the next day or you can wake up at a normal time the next day, we trick ourselves into thinking if we change our clocks at night with this time change, we trick ourselves into thinking that um, we're going to get an extra hour of sleep. So what do we do? We go to bed an hour later or we go to bed two hours later because we're like, well, really, it's this time. So really, we're getting that extra hour of sleep, right? We're not doing ourselves any favor by doing that. So my tip always for adults to do is don't change your clocks at night. Change your clocks. Don't change your clocks before you go to bed like we normally do when the clocks change, if you remember to do it. Do it. Change it in the morning so that you get your normal amount of sleep. You go to bed at your normal time. And then when the morning you change your clock, and you actually like gain an hour of of daytime of 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 within that twenty four hours. It's like a fun thing to do. Like it just makes something to thing. do. Well, it's like we're always like, I wish there was more hours in the day, right? Well, now there actually is. Like you're actually <laughs> giving yourself that extra hour, and you haven't robbed yourself of any sleep. So, yeah, like don't go into this myth of I'm going to get an extra hour, therefore I can stay up two hours later than my usual bedtime don't change your clock, go to bed at a normal time and then change it in the morning. And then you actually get an extra hour in the day, which I don't know as a mom. And as a like, it's I into these things, like it's, it's so funny. funny.
0: It's yeah. funny because you said like, you know, we'll, we'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get an extra hour. Um, and you change the, your clock at night. And it's yeah. so funny because every time we have a time change, the next day so like it always happens overnight at 2 a.m right and then that that day you're like you're you're kind of thrown off you're like it's dark or it's it's not as dark now and meal times are all like weird and I'm like should I be eating now should I be eating earlier but I'm not hungry and I always walk around the house and I'm like oh yeah this is the time but it's not the real
1: time is and I always revert back to I know. And we do that for like a week or two after the time change too. Well, here's the thing. Our circadian rhythm. So you talked about your internal alarm clock waking you up. Our natural sleep rhythms function on a 24 hour clock. That clock doesn't shift. You know, if we use shift workers as an example who sleep during the day and not at night, their natural biological clock doesn't shift just because that's their sleep schedule. That's why a lot of shift workers have difficulty sleeping, right? Um, Cause they're sleeping against their natural clock. Our clock is largely run off of our external environment, and it it is what suppresses our melatonin. Melatonin being our natural uh, sleep hormone, or releases our melatonin. At night, we want that melatonin released. It's like that switch in your brain, that sleep switch. So, you know, exposing yourself to darkness turns that sleep switch on. It releases that melatonin. In the morning, we expose ourselves to natural light. We get, you know, under the sunlight. However, we do it. Um, and it turns our sleep switch off, it suppresses our melatonin, uh, our cortisol levels rise, our good cortisol levels rise. Um, and it's it's how our body wakes up. So it shifts a little bit with this time change. And the same with the spring, when you know, we tend to go to bed a bit later, Our routines tend to get thrown out the door, because it's so much lighter out later. Um, whereas this one now, it's we tend to hibernate more like bears, right? We hibernate more in the wintertime, because we're having less daylight time um so this is where we see things like sad seasonal affective disorder um we see uh we see um people you know maybe just getting more moody and more winter blues can start happening because we're not as exposed as much to as much daylight to as much vitamin d our serotonin isn't able to um flow as well um, so there's, a, you know, this is the time of year where I think as adults, it's really important when we have this time change to really start focusing. If you, if you're not focus on your own sleep health, um, and you can do that with making sure that you're following, having those consistent sleep patterns, you know, getting the right amount of sleep, the right quality of sleep, focusing on our environment, right? We need to make changes this time yeah. of year in our environment. I think,
0: I think that's a big thing for me because, It's not only that internal alarm clock, but I don't have blackout drapes. So soon as the sun starts to rise, there's light in my room. And so it's just like, ding, I'm up. I'm like, okay, you know that's enough sleep even though I feel tired and I'm like no I want to sleep and I try to school like close my eyes really tight and I'm like go back to sleep go back sleep. I'm like I can't do it I can't do it so it like is- you said fixing the environment it's a good way to wake up though like that's a great way to wake up peanut it like- is it's instead of an it- alarm clock
1: Yeah. And I mean, I I know you say, you know, you still feel tired. I think there's this, there's this again, myth that if you are a well-rested person, you're waking up like snow white with the birds singing and you're bouncing out of bed. Like, no, we all, no matter if you've gotten, if you're well-rested, you have no sleep debt, you got the right amount of sleep, you're still going to wake up a little groggy and foggy. That's normal. So now, not if you went to bed at two o'clock, five 30 in the morning and you're waking up two hours later, I mean, then you're tired. But it's normal to still wake up feeling tired, you know, and it's but then it's how do you you know, what happens the rest of the day and at nighttime to compensate that. So, um, yes, but focusing on environment, this is when maybe we want to focus on what you're sleeping in, what you're sleeping on. Do we need to change out our bedding? Do we need to, um, you know, get the thicker sheets, get the flannels out? You know, this is when I swap my kids sheets for flannel sheets around this time of year. Um, do we need to put on the cozier PJs? Like, whatever always, I always say your side of the bed should be customized to your sleep needs. So, what kind of sheets do you use? What kind of blankets do you need? Not necessarily the person sleeping beside you. What pajamas do you need? What do you need on your night table to help you sleep better is important.
0: So, thinking of all of that stuff and taking all of that into consideration. Um, and even those like blackout drapes, if, if, if it's something that you need, because the minute the light hits your room, if you're up and you still want to sleep a little bit. I know that you just said that, that, you know, internal alarm clock and, and waking up when the sun is coming up is the best way to wake up. <laughs> it is.
1: It is. And there's naturally- I just have another way to wake up, which is really awesome. <laughs> my brain is always in the gutter, guys. But I, I know I love
0: it. I <laughs> oh, boy. OK, OK. Change topics quick. <laughs> but OK, another thing we need to think about as I try really hard to like segue into this um, is now also the time of year. Where people are getting sick and that is going to affect our sleep because when you're sick it is like you just throw it out the window and and it's cold and flu season and so like sniffles and congestion and you can't breathe like all of that stuff is going to affect our sleep so with all of that coming into play as well so oh God, we got a time change we're down with sickness we can do this. We can do this. We can do hard things. <laughs> help. Okay. So we've, we've customized our side of the bed to work for us and, and what is going to help us sleep, but now we're throwing in, Oh, we're not feeling too good. Or maybe the kids aren't feeling too good and it's affecting their sleep. What are some of the things that we can do? We, I know that there's a lot. So I'm going to let you think while we take a quick break and then we'll be back. In the meantime, parents, go get a pad of paper and a pen, because you're going to want to jot this down. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, of Mama. I've got my girl, Alana McGinn, joining me on the show tonight because we're talking all things sleep. She is the CEO and sleep consultant at Goodnight Sleep Site and host of This Girl Loves Podcast. Alana, I love talking with you in general, but I love talking sleep with you because it's like, you know, you're just so good at this stuff. You know it, and you don't give me grief for my horrible sleep patterns, but you do. There you go, me- I try not to. No, you do give me lots of like good tips and advice. And uh, and we always have a great combo. You know, just before the break, we were talking about everyone getting sick this time of year and how it affects our sleep. Not only us, but our kids. And it it just sucks because if we don't get a good night's sleep, we're disaster the next day. We cannot function. So I know that you were saying we need to customize our, our side of the bed um, mm-hmm. to help us get a good night's sleep. And, and that may be with whatever we need, you know, like wearing the cer- a certain type of PJ, maybe certain bed sheets, blackout blinds, having things on our, you know what I mean, night table. Yeah. But then
1: you're sick, too. Yeah.
0: How do we cope? How do we deal? What do we do?
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, this is a hard time of year for ourselves and for our kiddos when we're not feeling well. I always say for our littles whenever I'm working with my families, the one time where I say rules are out the window and that means consistency and environment and consistency and how we respond and consistency and all those things. The one time where I say rules are out the window, obviously if if our littles are really sick, and I'm talking like really sick, right? A little bit of a sniffle, a little bit of a cough, really, you know, um, and again, these are for my parents who have the really littles, like, you know, 12 months and under, Um, try and stick to the norm, you know, uh, sleep at the end of the day best medicine you can you can give yourself and give your kids really focus on getting some good healthy sleep. But obviously, if the if a little one is super congested fever, not feeling well, I mean, they and they need some extra comfort at night from mom or dad, of course, give them that the big thing to, to think about is, and why we have a lot of past clients that come back to us is because the child gets sick rules go out the window, parents incorporate, you know, you know, respond to their needs at night as they should. But then the child gets better. Now the child is used to that response. And that response continues, right? So the parent will come to us and say, how did we get back here? You know, things were going so well, we were doing so good. And so then I'll start asking the questions. Well, has anything happened? Have you been traveling? Has child been sick? Oh, yeah, you know, he was sick. And we did this and blah, 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 blah. And then they just didn't get back to it. So if your little one is sick and not feeling well, of course, focus on healthy sleep. That's the best thing you can do. If it means you have to help them, if it means you have to provide them more comfort throughout the night, of course, offer that to them. But when the child gets better, you got to get right back on track. And it might go hardcore, be, right? Yeah, go hard. Especially if you know they can do it. If they were doing it before they get sick, they can do it again. So especially if, um, uh, you know, to get back on track. um, you might experience like a bad night or two. I always say it's like, you know, again, there's that myth of of sleep training. Oh, you're going to have to constantly sleep train your kid over and over and over again because they're going to get sick and you're going to travel. No, that's bullshit. I don't believe in that myth yeah. because here's the thing. I equate it to when your child learns how to ride their bike for the first year, right? That summer, they're weebling, they're wobbling, they're falling. They learn how to ride the bike. They learn how to ride the bike, but then fall happens and the bike goes away for the winter and then all winter they're not riding their bike well your child is sleeping well doing great then they get sick and then for maybe a week or two they're not sleeping as great right the bike comes out for the summer and they might weeble and wobble a little bit on that first bike ride just to kind of get their footing but then they take off you're not retraining them how to bike. they're not going to fall again it's so true process so it's the same thing with sleep training you know yeah for like a week or two things might be routines might be off responses might be off and all that and then it might be a night or two of maybe a little bit more crying maybe a little bit more um complaints because you're not lying in bed with them anymore but then it's done so um get back on track that's the most important thing and you know
0: what it's also when they're when they're sick or when we're sick um if it means extra rest during the day yeah we just do what you got to do in that time like totally you said like routine doesn't really exist. You know what I mean? There's certain times that routine just goes out the window and, and being sick is one of them. Like you're going to need extra sleep and extra rest so your body can recoup and heal and get better. Right. So, um, and sometimes that extra sleep during the day is going to affect the sleep at night. Right. So we need to keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sleep equals sleep. So the better rested they are during the day, the better they're going to sleep at night. But I mean, if they're sick, listen, they might not sleep great during the day or they might sleep great during the day. And then they might not sleep great at night. Like it can happen. Make sure you have all the, all the, the things you need, right. The, the pain relievers, the fever relievers, the um you know, the comfy blankets that they want, the certain stuffed animals, they want the soup, like all the, you know, yeah. stock, stock your cupboards with all that you need for yourself as well. Um, It helps. And I find that with one thing that with my kids, and it helps a lot,
0: especially when they're congested, they want the diffuser with the essential oils. Yeah. They're like, yeah. mama, can you plug it in? Can you give it to me? Because then it helps them breathe. And if they can breathe at night, they yeah. can they can sleep a little bit better and it helps. Yeah. Um, okay. So those are some really, those are some good tips. And one and- thing I
1: will say, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but just because you just said that, and I want to make sure I say this. For the little ones, especially 12 months and under who are in a crib, safe sleep is always the important thing to focus on. So Absolutely. if your baby, you know, up to 12 months is congested, I don't, I see a lot of parents raising the mattress, you know, so that they're sleeping more in an incline. Don't do that. Um, we want to avoid no positioners in the bed, no changing the mattress direction. Um, the mattress, the crib should always just be clear, fit a crib sheet for a mattress. That's it. And blankets. Be careful with the blankets, too. Yeah, no blankets, especially 12 and under. No blankets in, in the crib at all. Yeah, nothing in the crib. Are are these still a thing? The, the sleep sacks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so those are be- still good. Absolutely. And I mean, this time of year, again, we want to layer baby accordingly without blankets, right? Because... Sometimes the heat doesn't go all the way upstairs or it's, it's warmer in one room than it is the other room. So wearable sat wearable blankets, sleep sacks are a great, not only transitional piece for parents who are going from swaddling to not swaddling, um, but they're a great extra layer in the winter. Um, so there's different togs that you can. Uh, we have a lot of great information on sleep sacks and togs and and thickness and things like that at GoodnightSleepSite.com. Um, but yeah, sleep sacks are a great uh, piece to wear uh, this time of year, and they can go up to like two or three years of age, right? So yeah, um, they can be really big too. Yeah,
0: those absolutely. were like a like godsend, like a savior. For when my kids were little, Um, I absolutely love them because, yeah, I was always paranoid and scared. You hear some really horrible stories. Um, And as a parent, like you want to make sure that your child is safe and, and healthy at all times. Right. So we swore by those sleep sacks, but it was just like new things are coming out every day. And I'm like, wow, it's been a minute since I, you know, had a teeny tiny. And I'm like, I wonder if those are still good. It's just like the. Alana, do you remember when when we were growing up, we had those, um the what do you call them? The walkers the, with the wheels?
1: Yeah, we don't have but those there, anymore. What were they called, know. though? Uh, I don't even know. But no. you put the baby in yeah. there, the they little toddler with it.
0: And then it was just like, and it was like the circular thing with wheels, yeah. and we'd just go. Yeah. And you know, then I remember them saying, like, oh no, those are death traps. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh, we grew up with them, or just even like riding in the car in in the front of the the car between my parents, because it was like a, a bucket yeah. seat. Yeah. Well, and I, like here I, I was God. You how
1: we anything. survived our generation is like crazy, right? But we did. We survived it. Yeah. Uh, but you uh, know uh, what? There's a lot of
0: Things that have, you know, come out that have made things easier, yeah. simpler yeah. and safer for everyone. So I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: Always focusing on safe sleep, um, you know, and then that's really my top tip for, for getting kiddos better is do what you have to do to get them through the illness for sure always focusing on sleep. It really is the best medicine, but then making sure you get back on track afterwards cuz you know, keeping a child again, like I said before, a well-rested t- child is going to um battle a cold a lot better than a child who is going into that cold already sleep deprived. So always be focusing on sleep. And I'm glad you said that because
0: if we are getting our sleep, our bodies and our immune system is in a way better place totally. so we're not getting as sick as you know the next person who's not well rested so sleep is so key it is so important and we need it Alana you are amazing if people want to find you and get more info or or you know be like I need Alana in my life because my child is not sleeping well and we need to bring her in how do they
1: find you how do they get a hold of you they can follow me at our website is goodnightsleepsite.com. You can find out more information about working with myself or one of my consultants. Uh, we also have some amazing mini programs for naps and for methods for parents who, you know, don't want to spend a lot of money, but really want to help their little sleep better. Um, you can find me on Instagram at GN sleep Site. Facebook, goodnight sleep site. I'm all over the place. And then my podcast that has you in the intro, This Girl Loves Sleep. <laughs> you guys need to go
0: subscribe. Follow Alana on all platforms. Go check out uh, the programs that she's offering because honestly, like, this is your girl when it comes to sleep. Like we said earlier, she's the queen. Uh, <laughs> but that is it for us. If you missed any of it and you want to listen back, you can do so on our podcast which is available anywhere you like to download your podcasts and uh happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween. Ha- do we say happy time change, Elena? <laughs> we can. We can. It's a good time change. It's the good time change. <laughs> that is it for us. But we will catch
0: you next week. Same time, same place. Right here on 640 Toronto. This is the parenting show. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo of Chicmama.ca.